The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today, our guest is Tom Cinema, who is the executive chairman of the Stepstone Private Wealth Organization, Corporation. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. Well, thanks for being here. So glad to have you. Delighted to be here, John. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Tom, let's get started with uh, what are your, your overall thoughts about the market uh, this year as you're looking at kind of the rest of the year? Any thoughts, any feelings, things people should be thinking about? Well, the the market this year continues to, to uh, surprise all the economists and prognosticators with several banks being taken over. That sort of created a whole new set of uncertainty where there's some fundamental questioning around the soundness of the banking system and and so forth. There's obviously geopolitical risks and challenges all around the world. Many, many economists have been predicting a recession all year. And candidly, I think they've largely been wrong. Uh, There's just a lot of sort of negativity in in the marketplace. The, 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 The honest truth is, there's challenges and risks and, and negativity in every year and every uh, situation and circumstance. And sometimes sort of the populist opinion is, is overly negative or overly positive uh, one way or the other. And right now, I think that pendulum has swung a good bit more on the negativity side. It also seems like some businesses are continuing to do really, really well and some businesses are struggling. So it's not like that we're hitting a recession where everybody's popped really hard. It seems to be kind of pockets. Is, is that accurate? hundred percent. Generally, the corporate sector is doing very well. You don't really see loan losses uh, propping up in, in the bank marketplace. The, the uh, loan loss reserves and uh, credit risk write-downs and so forth are actually in really, really positive shape. I personally am more concerned about the consumer side. When mm-hmm. you see massive inflation, interest rate increases, it's clearly already taken a dramatic toll in the residential business. Uh, oil and gas has come down a little bit, so it's a little bit less painful at the pump than it has been, but there's reasons uh, for, for that. But it sort of has masked some of the overall inflation, particularly in food, utilities, and uh, and and so forth. So I'm personally more concerned on the consumer side. You're starting to see uh, clearly some slowdown on the retail, retail sales, restaurants, and and that sort of thing. But overall, uh, the, the the corporate economy continues to to power ahead. Our business continues to do well. Other businesses from friends and so forth that I speak to uh, continue to do well. When you're talking, well, a lot of our listeners are CEOs, leaders of kind of smaller businesses across the country. What advice would you have for them? What do you think they need to be thinking about front of mind and facing kind of a little bit of uncertain economic times? Well, obviously, not only in this year, but in every year, I I always uh, try to to think about what's the low probability, high impact event. Um, As an example, when a bank fails like uh, Silicon Valley Bank, 
the low probability, high impact event crushed them. They had $42 billion of withdrawal requests in one day uh, and had not sort of contemplated what could happen if that event uh, occurred. So I would always encourage uh, business owners and leaders to really brainstorm a little bit about what's the thing that if it happens, it's not likely that it does, but if it happens, it's a fatal event. Uh, And most business leaders don't often think about that. So I I always would encourage leaders to to reflect a a bit on, on that. Secondly, just focus on some of the fundamentals, you know, gradually build some incremental cash reserves. Uh, lots of businesses don't do that, uh, particularly after coming out of good times. We tend to, to just human nature assume that, that trees will continue to grow to the sky, and, and that sometimes leads us to make some decisions that maybe uh, in hindsight we say, wow, we shouldn't have been quite so aggressive there. Uh, so just focus on some of the fundamentals, uh, building reserves, watching your expenses. If you've ever laid people off, uh, for me, I never want to have to do that again. Right. So I'm very, very uh, careful in terms of adding staff um, in excess of maybe what I potentially need because you just don't want to have those conversations. So those are just some of the sort of the disciplines that I would encourage business leaders to think about in an environment like this. I was just talking to my wife about that the other day that I think sometimes when companies, um, we go through a little bit of recessionary, they'll make some cuts, but then they'll make some additional cuts they don't have to, but they kind of want it to. And then they use that as an excuse, Correct. right? You know, like, um, you know, you've been in your career for a while and your hot compensation is high. They can't really terminate you, but like, boy, oh, well, we got to lay you off. And then they'll, they'll cut another way. And so it's like beyond a, you know, if you're a small business, if you're a corporate person, you need to be thinking about that kind of stuff too. Like no one's immune. Is that correct? hundred percent. You know, you and I have known uh, a lot of guys you and I respect. I've got laid off. Like, I think when you and I were starting the business, that was seen as like, wow, that's really bad. And now it's like, that's just not a big deal. Uh, a lot of talent gets laid off because companies make changes, correct? Yeah, it, it, certainly it, it happens more in the larger companies, it seems with more regularity. Uh, but I think part of that is because they tend to lack discipline in in good times. Right. Um, and uh, so I, I think it just... I, I have an expression in our company. Sometimes the easiest answer is to add staff, right. um, and and that's just not always the easiest answer. It's the easiest near-term answer sometimes, and it's it's generally a much better practice to say, you know, let's maybe rethink how we do these procedures or how we do certain steps in the business. Maybe there's a different way to do it to create more productivity, more efficiency, where you don't run the risk of potentially adding staff that you just don't need. And then you turn around and have to unwind, which is, as I said, it's, it's the most painful thing to do as a leader. Yeah. I, uh, it's so funny. You should say that we had a, I was with the national real estate company years ago and we had a Jacksonville office that was struggling. And I was talking to one of the top guys there. I'm like, gosh, you guys are really behind your numbers. You need to step it up. What we need to do. And the first thing said, well, we need more support. We need more staff. And I just remember saying, I'm like, you're running in the red and you want to put more in the red? <laughs> right. Like, that's probably not the answer. Exactly right. So that's an easy temptation to do, correct? It, it's very easy to continue to do what you've been doing. Right. Rather than sort of huddling as a leadership team and, and, and asking yourself the harder questions. How can we do this different? How can we do this better? Could, could we rethink 
how we do this part of the business and, uh, and, and, and really dig deep and challenge and whiteboard and brainstorm to figure out how to be more effective, more efficient uh, in, in your business. And by the way, that is, is not only better at the bottom line, it's better in most cases for the associates that are there because you may come up with solutions that give them job, additional job responsibilities, expansion. Uh, they, they develop new muscles, new skills right. to do uh, different things that they hadn't done before. So all the way around, I think it's generally better. It's just, it requires uh, discipline and diligence as a leader. Yeah, it's like uh, we've always done great hiring young interns for that exact reason and then leading in the stuff. I had a year uh, where we went through the recessionary period, again, at this larger company, and me and another senior guy had to go in a conference room and make a list of absolute keeps, absolute lose, and then a middle stack if you had to cut to the bone. And uh, my wife still can remember me coming to work that day and being like, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. I've, I've uh, in the great financial crisis in, at the end of 07, 08, 09, um, I ended up developing a skill set, as I say, that I never had designs to do, and that uh, was to uh, to let people go. and And I lost more sleep and had uh, sort of, you know, just it was very difficult. Yeah. It was stressful, and I I just don't want to have to ever do that again. Oh yeah, no, no. Listen, if you've been through that, it's so funny. We're talking about this. We're the guys that let people go, right? And it was awful for us, yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I totally believe that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with uh, Tom Simon here at the Crossmark Conversation CEO Edition. Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. This is John Crossman. We're back with Tom Cinema. And Tom, I want to switch the conversation over talking about uh, CEO leadership. You know, when you and your career, you've, you've been a CEO, you've been around a lot of CEOs. We've got some people that listen to this show that are in college or they're ramping up their careers. What are the key traits you see in CEOs that you think young people need to reflect on to develop to make sure that they can become a great leader? Well, it's hard to answer that question in in thirty seconds. There's you, there's you books <laughs> there's books there's books written uh, on that subject every week. But I would just rattle off a a, a few. One would be communication skills. Uh, I I have uh, a son and two son in laws, and I, I one of them was a mechanical engineer. And I say, hey, to to ultimately lead a company, you have to be a, a really effective mechanical engineer. But to to lead your engineering company is going to require a great skill set around communication. So um, I, I really would emphasize communication skills. Uh, secondly, the ability to articulate a vision. Uh, the uh, the old uh, story, I think it was Mark Twain who, who said, I, uh, I, I took the liberty of writing you a long letter because I didn't have time to write you a short letter. Uh, the, the, the challenge to take complexity and distill it in a manner where you can communicate 
a complex vision in a simple way that's brief enough, that's articulate enough uh, to be able to cast a vision in a compelling way is a real gift. And it's a, it's, I think it separates uh, good leaders from exceptional leaders. So I would, I would say that. Secondly, thirdly, I, I would, I would just say uh, love and empathy for your, for your people. At the end of the day, if your team thinks that all you're doing is using them as a platform for your own ambition or your own sort of um, sort of career moves or monetary gains, uh, you will lose them. Uh, it, it's about authentic, sincere, caring leadership. And when you really focus on building a leadership uh, style where you, you're putting their needs first, your objective is to know them and to provide effective leadership as a steward of the resources that are at your disposal, uh, it's a game changer in, in terms of leadership and culture in a company. That's great insight. I, it's interesting. I, I was talking to Judge Belvin Perry about keys for um, lawyers. You know, he's worked with so many, I've seen so many lawyers, and he talked about the ability to tell a story as one of the top things. It's the same exact, yeah. exact yeah. point. And then uh, the word empathy is a good one, too. Like, that's a big word. We can kind of throw it out there, but really having the ability to, like, see the other person and, and comprehend what they're dealing with, right? Um, you and I have known some great leaders who were great leaders in the ability that like they got deals done, but they just didn't have comprehension of like how their decisions would impact other humans. And is that what you're saying? Did I get that right? Yes. A hundred percent. The whole concept of emotional quotient EQ, there's been a dialogue for decades around IQ, less so around EQ. I would highly recommend uh, young and aspiring leaders to study and read up around EQ uh, which is your ability to have more empathy uh, for your team, to read a room, to read a, a reaction, to just be mindful uh, so that you're, you think of yourself less and you think of others more. And the EQ skill set uh, is very different between a highly successful leader and an average leader. Typically, highly successful leaders are very high on the EQ scale, uh, and that would include things like empathy and self-awareness and recognizing your own limitations, surrounding yourself with people that make you better, uh, that maybe in some cases challenge you in, in new and different ways uh, to be able to, uh, to listen and accept that kind of feedback. Th those are skill sets uh, in, in, in great leaders. The other thing I would say I, I haven't mentioned integrity or honesty or or, or uh, that sort of thing, but fundamentally, in the company that I lead, we we talk about a values-based culture of performance. We focus on our core values. We drive culture uh, in our organization about doing the right things the right way with the right motives. Uh, and if you can instill that in your team it will really differentiate you as a leader and a company in, in terms of many metrics, but not the least of which is overall performance in most cases. Excellent. Excellent. I got one last thing I want to ask you about, Tom. I know that I can, and over my career, I've had a couple times I've had some health issues and I had a health issue with my, my back, really serious back issues. And then one time I got um, an, an ulcer, you know, I used to think like that used to be an old guy's thing. And then I got one, right? So, but when I think about that, the tea leaves there on both the situations was, I was probably not as balanced as I need to be. It's like my body was telling me like, John, you need to calm down a little bit. When I think about it, uh, sometimes with businesses, um, just like the human body, if we go see a doctor, we get our temperature, we get blood pressure, they read us. 
sometimes there's signs from a business things are not going well. And that, that, that what jumps to my mind is I know a company that they've had five HR directors in three years, right? When I, when I think about that, I'm like, that's bad, right? Like there's something wrong there. Is there anything in your mind that you could advise to somebody like if you're at a company and you see blank, it's just a sign. It doesn't mean you need to quit the company or leave the company. It's a sign to go, ooh, this is not going right. Does anything jump your mind of like being aware? Well, I'll just start with turnover. So one of the goals that we set for our organization is we, we want to have de minimis turnover, uh, voluntary and otherwise. If you see a sign where it's a revolving door of talent, particularly leadership talent, that's a red flag for, for sure. And to your point, which I think is such a good one, if if you really focus on sort of empathy, but you're driving your people to work nights and weekends and 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 so forth, that is an unsustainable pace. And it might work in the short run. It will not be sustainable in the long run. So the whole concept of having balance, recognizing that you're in relationships with your your associates and your uh, clients and your vendors, they are not transactions to help you further your own uh, aim. You are in relationships with them and 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 you want to have a healthy relationship all the way around. Yeah, I think that's really very key, right? And trying the turnover thing also is key that when I was young in my career and I was a young leader, if somebody quit, I in my brain was almost me like, well, the heck with them, right? Yeah. Like they're dead to me kind of thing. I honestly, Tom, as I've gotten older, I've actually gone back and seen some of those people and met with them. And I, a couple of them I've apologized to where like, man, I've, I've reflected on it years later. I don't know that I did the best. And also try to say, what did I miss? Right. So now when I think about it, like losing an employee can be such a great thing if you lean in. Like, what did we miss here? Right. What did we get wrong? And sometimes it's just life. I mean, sometimes it's, it's not a big deal. But man, there's so much lesson that can come from that. Well, leaders sometimes view it as a loyalty test. And if they're leaving, they're not loyal. Therefore, I'm not loyal to them. They write them off. And 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 I always think, what a short-sighted perspective. If somebody has chosen to leave the organization, I always talk to them and, and ask them, you know, sort of, you know, almost, you know, the traditional exit interview, but deeper than that, you know, what, what, what did we miss? Uh, why would you be inclined? And sometimes they have an unbelievably great opportunity. Sometimes right. life changes and they have to move or, or what have you. I always encourage them to a leave very well because their reputation is at stake. And, and then I want to focus on encouraging them so that they are leaving with my blessing or the blessing of our organization that if we can be helpful to them near term or longer term, recognizing life is short and, and lives intersect very, very often. Why would you jeopardize a relationship because somebody has chosen to be led to, to go somewhere else? Well, that goes back to um, uh, maturity, right? And really have, I mean, listen, I, I, I was not as mature as I should have been. And I've tried to learn that I'll wrap this part up and we, and we almost time, but I had a guy and he left and was bad. And I, I actually went back and apologized and we really reconciled. And not long after that, he got cancer and passed away. And I am so thankful that I apologized to him that I had that time. So really good uh, to be reflective of that. Tom, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being a, a lead, CEO leader in the community. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then uh, Mike and I will give some final thoughts. Thanks for being here, Tom. Thank you for having me. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, 
their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. We are back at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. And we're talking about Tom Cinema. Wow, Mike, that was that was on fire, right? Man. It was really great. He uh, he is just such a wealth of wisdom. He right? really is. It's like yeah. it's just like you ask one question, question, and there's so many nuggets that you know come out of it. Right. Um, I think what's amazing to me about him is that he's clearly brilliant, and he's clearly, um, you know, successful. Like you look at him, you hear him, you talk to him, about it, you look at his resume, he's a really successful guy. I think what can be kind of surprising was when he says words like empathy. Mm-hmm. And then when you when you hear him talking about going through recessions, have to lay people off, you can tell that hurt his heart. Yeah. You can tell that, you know, he's not a cold, like just doing business stuff. He is a legit guy that's done real things and had success and had tough times. And he's sharing that wisdom in a helpful way. You know, right? he talked about that EQ, the the empathy quotient, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's really kind of a, a neat way of looking at how important it is to take into mind, to take into consideration all of the people that work for you and not just, you know, look at them as just an important part of the business, but really caring about them. You know, I was at a CEO event uh, years ago and I was on a panel right before the panel. They had a consultant talk and the consultant was talking to CEOs and he's to the audience and he said, stop bragging to your staff about your vacations. They don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. And then we got in the CEO panel. The guy next to me is like, here's a picture of me. I kid you not, the top of Kilimanjaro. <laughs> and I was thinking, man, you're missing the point, right? Like if you're the CEO and you're bragging about a vacation to your staff, that it's a vacation they can never afford. They can't afford it. Yeah. Right. Like that's, it's, it's, it's such a lack of empathy. It's like, you could cause someone to feel really sad that they're, you know, if you're bragging about your trip to Egypt and seeing the pyramids and they're thinking, oh, that I'll never see the pyramids. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, you know, and having context, right? Right. Um, you know, it's funny too, is that he, um, he has such a balance of, again, uh, wisdom, strong academic background, experience background, but he's uh, really strong in his faith. And that really comes across. It really did. Right. That it he, really did. he really takes his, uh, his Christian faith and his values very sincerely truly and you know he has this ability and and it showed up in your interview that it's not overbearing some people you know uh, they'll they'll have that almost like and people who are not yet believers would feel like they're cramming their religion or their thoughts Mm -hmm. down their throat he has he has this ability to talk about things and even talk about values that are christian values but yet staying in the lane where he needs to be yeah, I, I really, really felt that. That um, obviously, you know, as a business person, you do business with all kinds of people, right? Right. And you're respectful of all kinds of people where they're coming from it. But then at the same time, who are you? And 
what's influencing you and what are you seeking to do. Now, what did you think about his comment about communication and the role that that brings? Uh, you know, I thought it was excellent. It was so funny to me that it was so similar to what Judge Perry had said, right? Like, you know, whether it was in a, in a courtroom or in a business setting, that storytelling ability. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny, Mike, is like, I feel like that's one of my skill sets is like mm-hmm. storytelling. But when I say I'm a good storyteller, like somebody can think like, what, you know, reading, reading the, the Grimm brothers, you know, stories yeah. to your children. It's like, no, it's like explaining a concept, right? right? Like whether that's in business, whether it's a complicated financial issue or it's in a, a political politician, political issue or in a church, complicated theological issue, but it's a way to connect with other people. Right. I, I was not expecting that as an answer. And I thought it was brilliant. And that was brilliant, particularly coming from him because he's such a bright guy, you know, and I loved his uh, quoting Mark Twain, yeah. I thought that was really hilarious. He said, I took the time to write you a long letter because I didn't have enough time to write a short one. Yeah. <laughs> the so kind good. of thought that it takes to craft something with brevity, it's much harder than just spilling out a bunch of words. Mm-hmm. And understanding that the development of that skill set, you know, and so um, you know, I think that, you know, he's going from a space that a lot of business leaders have the basics down of right. discipline, Right. And then he's sort of going to the, he's reaching to the highest part of like, hey, if you already have that foundation, man, you're successful. How do you go this another level? Right. So another thing he said, just as we are finishing out here on this show, balance, keeping a good sense of balance in your life. Yeah. You know, and I know that about him, that he's, he's taken fitness very seriously and I admire that about him and also family very seriously Mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, I struggle with um, being present sometimes. And so I really appreciate that. Mike Gillen, thanks for being my friend and my boss, my producer, (laughs) everything through this journey. So thank you so much. Uh, This has been John Crossman, the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. And we just loved having our special guest, Tom Cinema, executive chairman of Stepstone Private Wealth. This has been the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.